Welcome to our sermon for Sunday, July the 3rd, 2022. You'll notice as we get into today's sermon that even though it's the weekend of the 4th of July, I've chosen not to focus on Independence Day as a theme. My reason for that is, is that the church is an embassy for the kingdom of heaven on earth. Uh, our kingdom is not of this world, so rather than celebrate earthly kingdoms on this Independence Day, we will once again turn our attention towards the heavenly kingdom, which we're all called to be a part of creating with God's help. Our text for today comes from Colossians 3, 9 through 11, and from 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9. First from Colossians. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and freeman, but Christ is all and in all. And then from Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Let us pray. Almighty God, help us to learn that when you say all, you mean all. Help us to learn to love all of your creatures just as you love us. Lord, help us to live into that love, even perfect us in that love for you and for one another. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> well, anyone that's listened to me for a while knows that one of my favorite descriptions for God is the word perichoresis perichoresis. It's a word that literally means circle dance. Peri as in perimeter. Uh, choresis, a root word for choreography. Circle dance. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit eternally dancing together, sharing joy, outdoing one another in honor. Perfect peace, perfect love. In other words, from the time, uh, from eternity past all the way into eternity future, God is throwing a party and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are dancing together, enjoying one another's presence in that party. Now, the truly amazing thing is that God invited me to the dance. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? that the God of all creation, the God that is in this eternal circle dance, wants me to dance along with God, not because I deserve it. There's nothing I've done to earn the invitation. I haven't earned it, but because God loves me as I am. God's unconditional love for me invites me into the dance. That is truly amazing grace that I can't begin to fully comprehend. But it does come with a problem. God invites other people to the dance too. Sometimes people I would rather not dance with. Let's be honest, some people make us uncomfortable. There are people in our lives that we shy away from that we don't want anything to do with. And now I understand that some relationships are toxic and we have to stay away from them. 
but let's be totally honest, there are those people in our lives that we just don't like and we don't want to be around. If we're truthful with ourselves, when it comes to hanging out with other people, we can be pickier than God. We can think that we don't, we shouldn't have to be around certain folks whom God happens to love and welcome. Reverend Nadia Boltz Weber describes our relationships with a different kind of circle. If you've ever flown over the Midwest, you've likely seen miles and miles of agricultural fields. Some of those fields will have circles in them, uh, very pristine circles, and it took me forever to figure out uh, exactly why they were that way until Reverend Bolts Weber actually explained it for me. For efficiency's sake, farmers use irrigation systems that water in a circular motion so that everything in the center of the square gets plenty of water. However, there are corners in each square, in the, in the corner of each field, that don't get water and therefore the vegetation in them doesn't grow as well or might die altogether. The, the, the circle gets plenty of water, but the corners are left out. Reverend Bolts Weber explains that churches can be like those fields. It's easy to nourish those inside the circle. The ones who look like us and dress like us and talk like us. The ones who easily accept our creeds and our other beliefs. If you think about what we say in the creed, just the Apostles' Creed, for example, uh, there are some hard demands there. We say that we believe that, that Jesus uh, came into the world through a virgin, that he had a virgin birth, that he lived and died and rose again from the dead. Now, those are pretty incredible things to ask someone to believe. Many of us have grown up with them. We've grown up in the church. We've just assumed they were true. But if you ask new people to embrace those kind of ideas, it might take a minute. But instead, sometimes the church says, we don't want you around us until you believe God was born to a virgin. I mean, really? Don't people get a little while to explore that idea, to, to get used to it, to to maybe embrace it at some point, or maybe not? You see, in the church, we like to nourish and welcome those people that are more like us, those people that are in the circle. It's easy to welcome them, and it's at least as easy to ignore those in the corners, those people who don't fit our church models. People who don't look like us, maybe, they, maybe they're tatted up. Maybe they're doing the things that we don't think they should do. Maybe their beliefs don't line up with us. And so it becomes very easy for us to ignore those in the corners. And in polarizing times, like the ones in which we're living now, it seems our circles in the church get smaller. We get stricter and stricter on what someone has to believe if they're going to be a part of the family. We go well beyond the classic creeds of the church and make additional requirements for orthodoxy that, that if you want to hang out with us, not only do you have to believe all that we say in the creeds, but here's another long list of beliefs and of do's and of don'ts if you want to be in the circle. But the problem is, as the circles get smaller, the margins get larger and the number of people on the margins grows greater and greater. Is there any wonder that over half of Americans are now on the outside of that circle? 
over half of Americans don't feel like they fit in the church any longer. We've nourished our circles, but we've ignored where now the majority of people are. We leave people out. People that are made in the image of God. People like the lady that I met in one of my previous appointments. We decided to take church off campus. Instead of always having worship in our, in our building, we found an apartment complex with a community center that would allow us to worship there. It was a, an, a rent-controlled apartment complex. It catered to uh, quite a few people that would be on the corners for most churches. Well, in one of those worship services, as we talked with them, we, we met a woman who was well under her 50s. As a child, she had gone to worship one evening, on a Sunday evening, and, and not knowing any better, she wore blue jeans to church on a Sunday evening. Nothing at all wrong with that. No one should have batted an eye, but someone corrected her, told her that she needed to go home and dress right before she came to church. Well, she left the church that night when they told her to, in fact, but she didn't come back for 50 years. When she gathered for worship with us in the community center at her, at her apartment complex, it's the first time she had gathered for worship in 50 years because somebody in the church told her that she was one of those folks in the corners, that she didn't belong. So we leave people out like her, people that are made in the image of God, and people like Terry, Terry's my friend from another former appointment who showed up at church, at, at the church I was serving when I wasn't there. He showed up for church, but some of the folks told him he was dressed inappropriately and that he needed a bath to go home and clean up and dress properly for church And before he came back. Well, Terry lived in a difficult situation. He lived in a trailer with no running water. In cold weather, he would have to heat water over uh, over a fire and then pour the water into a five-gallon bucket and then he would use the water in that five-gallon bucket to bathe. A very difficult process. Uh, the church was making pretty high demands on him to go home and clean up before he came back. Not surprisingly, he left and didn't come back. And so a group from another church where I was serving reached out to him and welcomed him in and tried to make him feel at home. But Terry's story ended tragically. Sadly, Terry froze to death in his own trailer less than a half a mile from a church where they kept the thermostat set on 50 degrees so that their organ wouldn't be damaged. Talk about taking care of the circles and ignoring the corners. It breaks my heart. We leave out folks that God includes, folks that are made in the image of God. Like a former pastor I met not far from here. He left the ministry and left the faith altogether. He now considers himself an atheist because the way that the church has forced belief on people, the way the church, the, the expectations that church lays on people had finally led him to a point of despair. He told me one time that he wished he'd met me earlier that he might could believe in the God that I was talking about. There's so many people on the margins, so many people that the church too often ignores because they don't fit our molds. Yet Christ has invited them to dance. God has invited those people as well into the perichoresis, the circle dance. 
It leaves me wondering, who will be the church to the beautiful people who live their lives in the corners? What church will reach out and welcome and love the people who live in the corners? Well, today we'll gather at Christ's table and worship. And I'm so happy that our table in the sanctuary is a rectangular table. It has corners. The table reaches into the corners. Christ's table always reaches into the corners. Christ invites whomever he wants to the table. We don't get a vote on it. It's not up to us. It doesn't matter how we feel about it. Christ invites whomever he wants. Now, I confess there was a time when I was sure that I knew who didn't belong in the kingdom, even who didn't belong at the table. But Christ has changed me. The love of the Holy Spirit has transformed my life so that now I pray that God finds a way to include the people that I might not. I pray that God will include people that I might exclude. This table, this sanctuary, Christ Church, should be a place of welcome for all. So at Forest Lake, we've made a commitment. At Forest Lake, we welcome all especially those who don't believe our story. Come and meet us at the table. Amen.